Blog Talk Radio. For all the news you need to know, welcome to the Beautiful Butterfly Show, where great people and great topics are brought together for stimulating and thought-provoking conversation brought to you by the Vibration Radio Network. the news you need to know. Welcome to the Beautiful Butterfly Show, where great people and great topics are brought together for stimulating and thought-provoking conversation brought to you by the Vibration Radio Network. And welcome, everyone, to the Beautiful Butterfly Show. I'm your host, Bianca Fly. want to say happy uh, Tuesday uh, to you guys out there. I hope that uh, the weekend uh, treated you kind, treated you well. I hope that this week is getting off on a great note, you guys. Uh, the butterfly is slowly but surely uh, getting back to herself um, after being sick uh, for about a week or so, man. I'm telling you guys, uh, hey, definitely bump up on your vitamin C, D, all those great things, uh, because I'm telling you, <clears throat> these colds are just horrendous um, already. And so, but nevertheless, uh, the beautiful Butterfly Radio Show is brought to you by YRN 1328. Means you're listening to a show that's being broadcast globally, you guys. So, big shouts out to YRN. 1328 for always supporting us and holding us down over here on the Beautiful Butterfly Show. But, uh, folks, we are back. We got another dynamic guest, another dynamic woman in the building. We got Michelle Garrett. She's joining us today, and she is another amazing co-author of A Woman's Journey to Self-Assurance. She is also uh, the CEO of Divas with a Purpose, and so I'm excited about having her on the show this evening. Uh, So you guys, as well as myself, have the opportunity uh, to get to know her better, her contribution to this amazing book and more, you guys. So if you're out there, maybe you got a question, maybe you got a comment, feel free to call in. The number is 347-326-9139 is the number. Or you can inbox me on Facebook at Bianca5 with your questions, and I'll be happy to ask them for you live on the air this evening. And so what we're going to do, you guys, is we're going to take a little break. We're going to come back. We're going to welcome our special guest, Michelle Garrett, right here on the Beautiful Butterfly Show. Hey, y'all, it's Coach Michelle Jackson. And when I'm not busy coaching, motivating, or writing, I listen to Bianca Fly on the Beautiful Butterfly Show. Bianca Fly takes me high on the Beautiful Butterfly 
And welcome back, folks, to the beautiful Butterfly Show. Uh, once again, I am your host, Bianca Fly, and this evening, uh, you guys, we are joined by the incredible Michelle Garrett, you guys, and she is um, one of the amazing co-authors of A Woman's Journey to Self-Assurance. Um, as you guys know, we have been doing a tour uh, with these awesome authors, uh, A Woman's Journey to Self-Assurance, uh, compiled by uh, Tamika Sims, you guys. She is the CEO and author um, as well as an author um, of Ink Pen Diva, you guys. And so she has collaborated uh, with these awesome ladies. And I'm telling you, each one has just been dynamic. So I'm looking forward to getting to know our guests tonight as well. Don't forget, if you want to be a part of the conversation, feel free to do so. The number is 347-326-9139 is the number, you guys. And so we're not going to delay. We're going to bring our special guest of the hour on here. Uh, Michelle, you there? I am. Hi, how are you? I am doing fantastic. How are you? I'm great. I'm great. You sound much better. I'm glad to hear you're feeling better. <laughs> Thank you. I've been I've been trying to be quiet <laughs> during during this <laughs> cold and <laughs> doing the cold process and and just trying to get back to a hundred percent. But slowly but surely, I, I'm getting there. <laughs> that is awesome. That is awesome. I'm glad. I'm glad. Thank you so much for Thank having me on you. tonight. I'm excited. To Absolutely. Have Absolutely. Definitely been looking forward to it and glad that you have taken the time to join me this evening. And so, Michelle, for the folks out here who may not know, this may be their first time uh, being introduced to you, being connected to you. Um, tell us a little bit about who is Michelle Gare. Oh, that is a loaded question. <laughs> Uh, my, name, my name is Michelle Garrett. As you said, I founded a community called Divas with a Purpose, and mm-hmm. that really shaped and molded everything that I do right now. It started off as a okay. blog. I really just needed something to just express myself when I right. was at home with my youngest son. He's nine now, so this is almost eight and a half years ago, and wow. it's a way to just bring women together and kind of take back that word diva. A lot of times when we hear diva, it really has a negative connotation. And so I grew up in a family where the women called each other divas, and it was a positive and uplifting thing. So to me, a diva is a woman that is driven, inspiring, victorious, and called to action. And that community really was a way for me to really sow into other people, but they gave so much. Through building that community, through connecting with amazing women all over the world, I was able to launch my own business. I stepped out on faith almost two and a half years ago, and I'm a full-time entrepreneur, so I work from home full-time. Uh, I do. I work with small businesses, entrepreneurs. I am passionate about social media, so I do a lot of training and talking about social media. And my daughter and I also have a T-shirt business together. Incredible, incredible. Uh, Michelle, I have to ask you, uh, because so many women are taking that that bold and courageous step to become full-time entrepreneurs. Mm -hmm. And I know for me as a mom, stepping out into different ventures, we're always considering Okay, how's the family going? You know, how's this how's this going to affect the family? How's this going to, you know, affect things that are going on? What made you, or or how, what pushed you to actually step outside of the norm things that you were doing to want to become um, a full time entrepreneur? Because I feel like a lot of times we we have that fear of okay, what's going to happen with X, Y, and Z, and so a lot of times we kind of just put those desires on the back burner. What kind of pushed you to become that full-time entrepreneur? Really, it was the birth of my daughter. So it seems like every time I have a child, there's a major shift (laughs) within my life. So I had my son in 2008, and that's when I launched Divas with a Purpose. And then in 2011, I was at home with my daughter. And so there was a really big difference between the pregnancy that I had with my son and with my daughter, my youngest son and my daughter. Uh, With my son, I really, I was new on the position that I had, so I had no paid maternity leave. I had him, and I had to go back to work before he could even be enrolled in daycare. 
Um, And when I say had to, it's because at the time my family needed the income. We needed the income that was coming in. So I had to. Thankfully, they had what was called a phase-back program. So I wasn't working a full 40 hours, but I still was having to come up with people to watch him for a couple of hours a day while I went to work because he could not be enrolled in anyone's daycare because he was not six weeks old at the time. Right. With my daughter, I had three months off. So I was home with her and him for three months. And I remember uh, I had her in October, so I was home October, November, and December of 2011. And when I was preparing to go back to work, and there was just this pang of, I don't want to leave my baby. You know, mm-hmm. and my blog at the time had really catapulted into something different and shifted to where I was making income from it because I had two babies. We had two kids in daycare, so we had to, you know, look at other ways to bring in income. And so what the biggest shift for me was realizing that I had something that I had started that I could mm-hmm. utilize to not only bring in income for my family, but I'll be honest, I was really selfish in some reasons, in some areas, because I wanted to have extra money to go get a pedicure. <laughs> I wanted to right, have extra right, money, you know, right, just to go, right. to have, you know, if I wanted to go to lunch with my, my girlfriends or dinner with my girlfriends. And so when I realized that I had the ability to create this income for myself, but also to create a shift within my family to where my children could see that I was you know, I was doing something, I was building something, and they could be a part of it. My children are a big part of my business. They help me in different ways with my T-shirt business. They see the work that I do, and it gives them just a different view of how they can go out into the world and make a difference. Mm -hmm. Right. And so uh, really to answer your question, for me really it was just realizing that I had the power bring in additional income to make a change in our family's dynamics because, you know, we had just bought, purchased a home. We had two children in daycare, and uh, my husband works for the federal government, and they were on four loads at the time. So knowing oh, that no. I could, from in my house, without having to worry about finding someone to watch my children, having to take right. them somewhere else, I could sit right. in my living room and make income that allowed us to keep a roof on our head, send my children to daycare, and I could go and have Starbucks once a week. <laughs> which is which is great, and I'm glad that you mentioned that because it brings me to <clears throat> a good friend of mine. Um, her name is Sharon Monet, and she wrote a book um, called uh, Stop Asking for Permission and Give Notice. And in this book, um, she talks about what you're talking about, how – as moms, you know, it's kind of like we have to give ourselves permissions to kind of pamper ourselves, you mm-hmm. know, and do things for ourselves because we're so used to, okay, this is, you know, how the family structure goes. I got to, you know, pour into this kid, pour into the husband. And so a lot of times we're kind of left, you know, out to, okay, you know. And so we don't have, we don't take those times to have those pedicures or go get a massage or, like you said, just walk into Starbucks and actually sit down and be able to, you know, order what you like and, and just enjoy that moment. And it's so important for us you know, as women to do that, because a lot of times we have so much on our plates uh, that oftentimes we forget to do that self-care uh, for ourselves. Yes. yes, it's important. It's important. And I think, especially as moms, I think it's important to let our children see us do that. Because yeah. so often, yeah. and, you know, I have, I have a 16-year-old, I have a 9-year-old, and I have a 6-year-old. My daughter is 6. And so they live in this bubble where they feel as though, you know, and as their mom, yes, I should be there for them. I am there for them. But they also right. have to realize that I'm human and that, mm-hmm. you know, it shouldn't always be can I, can I, can I, can I, give me, give me, give me, give me. That mom needs <laughs> right. that time. It's better for everyone in this household if I have that time to really balance. They know that's just for me. If I say, you know what, mommy needs a timeout. And so I'm going to leave, and, you know, it could be I'm just going to the grocery store by myself, but I don't have anyone pulling at me. They understand Mm -hmm. and respect those boundaries, and I encourage them to have those boundaries as well because when I see that they're getting a little overwhelmed, we'll have those conversations. So, you know what, you may need to have some time by yourself. Uh, Do Mm -hmm. you want to go outside Mm -hmm. and take a walk? Do you want to go outside and run around the backyard? Or do you just need to go sit in your room and just, just think and be for a little bit? Right. 
Absolutely. Absolutely. And, of course, um, tonight uh, we are talking about your contribution to a woman's journey to self-assurance. And so um, for you, Michelle, what made you, what was it that made you decide, you know what, I, I want to be a part of this. I want I want to add some, some value um, to this book. Number one, I love Tamika. She is mm-hmm. absolutely amazing. So being a part of her community and just seeing what she was doing, when she outlined what the book's purpose was and just the whole a journey to self-assurance, the period mm-hmm. that I was in, I was kind of at the tail end of where I'm at now. Of course, it's a continuous journey, but I had just kind of come out of that place where I was becoming more bold and I was okay. really – becoming more confident within myself. And so it, it just seemed like the, the perfect time to share parts of my story that I hadn't really shared before um, because I was really just, just then getting comfortable with being able to talk about uh, just my, my journey to, to becoming a self-assured woman. And essentially what I call mm-hmm. it is um, from bitterness to boldness um, and just mm-hmm. really facing some of the hurts and, and pains that I had growing up and even in adulthood mm-hmm. and using that to, to own it. I, I recently heard someone say, you know, you have the power to take control of your story. And when you can tell that right. story in the way that you want to tell it, uh, you are able to control it. And I was, mm-hmm. I was in, it was the perfect time when she, when she presented it. And so I'm just, I'm glad I was able to be a part of it. Wonderful. And, Speaking of that, um, growing up, as you said, you know, being able to tell your story about um, dealing, you know, with being bitter and and being broken, how do you you think that affected you or how did that affect you growing up um, as a young woman who is now a grown woman? How do you think, you know, dealing with brokenness growing up through that process affected you? I made a lot of bad decisions. I made decisions yeah. that were that were really based on trying to fix myself and trying mm-hmm. to find temporary happiness. And mm-hmm. they were mostly focused on other people, making other people happy and satisfying right. the needs of others versus right. making sure that Michelle was taken care of and making sure mm-hmm. that I was really pouring into myself first. And I wasn't doing that. And um, when I look back on it, you know, you know, you always have that question, like, if you could change anything, what would you change, you know? And, yeah, there's, right. like, there's some really kind of murky things that happened and some experience that, you know, were really not pleasant to go through, but I wouldn't right. change them because mm-hmm. that's why I am the person I am today. And I'm able to yeah. really share and talk. And the people that I come in contact with, it's amazing because I'm able to kind of, you know, at the perfect time share bits of what has happened to me to be able to kind of empower and encourage them as well. Absolutely. Michelle, when did you, going through all of that, when did you discover, when was that moment um, that you realized, like, man, I'm I'm broken. <laughs> I'm broken and <laughs> I'm mad as heck for, for the things that, you know, have happened in my life or the choices that I've made. When was that moment that you realized that your life was really going um, in, in an interesting direction, so to speak. And you know what? It, it's funny because my, my really big aha moment was about two years ago, and wow. that says a lot. I knew I, knew I was yeah. I knew I was angry. I knew I was upset, and I knew there were things that just, you know, I was like, oh, my gosh, you know. Um, but I was at a point where I was always blaming someone else. Well, if they had done mm-hmm. this or if they had done that. But I think it was about two years ago I was sitting in a conference, and I talk about this in my story in the book, is that I was sitting in a conference, and I had that aha moment where I realized. And essentially my aha moment came from this. There, We were talking about the meaning of our name. And just, I, I'm a big proponent. I really believe that the name that someone has says a lot about that person because when right. you call someone's name, you're speaking over them. So when, you know, my name, Michelle, means one who's like the Lord. So I always strive to kind of live up to that name and just be a positive and uplifting type of person. And so we were going around the circle and just talking about our names, and some 
I don't even know why because I never, I was 35 at the time, so I had never even thought about this. I was adopted. And so at some oh, point wow. I, I, I thought about the name that I was given at birth. So I was in foster care for a few months before my parents uh, uh, finalized the adoption process and were able to bring me mm-hmm. home. And mm-hmm. the name that I was given at birth was Marie. The name Marie means oh. bitterness. Wow. And so wow. all these years I had been walking around with bitterness in my heart just from different things. You know, as a child from, you know, mm-hmm. back in the 80s, adoption wasn't as, as you know, commonplace as it is now. So you right. know, there were negative right. things that were said when people found out that I was adopted. You know, there were relatives that I had, you know, run-ins and conversations that really shouldn't have been had with a child mm-hmm. at that mm-hmm. time. And so right. I, I had harbored all of this bitterness. Everything that happened to me in my teenage years, my 20s, my 30s, they all came back to that bitterness that I was holding on to, that name that was given to me when I was born, and I never released it. And so I had to release it. Do you think um, going through the process of dealing with that, because I think a lot of times we don't realize how the way that we are treated growing up establishes relationship patterns, you know, with people. You know, we, we get accustomed to people treating us a certain way or us having certain type of relationships with people did you find yourself as you got older and even now having to learn to kind of restructure the way you have relationships with people, you know, whether that's friendships, business, you know, personal, whatever, have you found that you, you, you have to change the direction in which those relationships are, should be built upon? Most definitely. Most definitely. I'm a Southern girl. I grew up in Charleston, South Carolina. <laughs> and so, you know, we were taught to be very humble. We were taught to be right. very meek. And, you know, it was really kind of listen and just learn and, you know, go with the flow. Uh, right. Being able to really be outspoken wasn't something that was really taught a lot, and it wasn't encouraged. Um, and it's interesting because I come from a family of really, really strong women, and it's like mm-hmm. as they got older, they kind of just had to force themselves to be that way. And I really think right. it was they didn't want their daughters to have to be or their nieces um, or their granddaughters. They didn't want them to have to be, you know, that strong, strong force. They wanted mm-hmm. them to kind of, you know, let the man be in charge <laughs> as it should be. Right, um, right. And I, I really, as I got older, I had to learn that it was okay to speak my mind. It was okay to have an opinion, and if that opinion differed from the majority, it was okay. Because just because everybody else in the room feels one way and I feel a different way, it doesn't mean that there's something wrong with me. It just means I have Absolutely. a different opinion, and, and my Absolutely. opinion deserves to be heard. And so being being able to make my voice heard and not be ashamed of what I'm saying is something that right. I have definitely gotten a lot bolder with over the past few years. Absolutely. And I'm glad you said that because I think that um, oftentimes we we do feel, we do feel indifferent when our thoughts and, and maybe our values are very different um, of that, especially when it comes to our family. Um, mm-hmm. Because you mentioned being uh, adopted, and, and, and for me, there are there are moments where I used to wonder, am I adopted? You know, <laughs> like, you, know you know, because my sister, uh, she used to tease me when I was younger, bad joke, and she'd be like, you know, yeah, mom, mom found you on the doorstep, you know, <laughs> when we were younger. And so as I got older, and just me thinking differently, you know, than a good bit of my family, I start wondering, like, man. <laughs> Maybe there's some truth, you know, maybe there's some truth in this. But, you know, it it is those moments where we think differently from other people and we are afraid to speak on those things because they are different. So a lot of us, um, we just become silent. We we, we become silent with our voice. Um, And we've seen that happen with um, some, some of the older people in our families where, 
you know, they got to a point where they just weren't vocal about anything. You know, they they didn't have um, a say sometimes when it came to certain things. And so I think that it's important now that we do speak our mind, we do speak how we're feeling, because it's very well that we are not may not be the only one who feels that way, you know, exactly. but because we refuse to speak about it, you know, nobody's ever going to hear initially what we have to say. So it's always great to, you know, even if it's indifferent, you know, go ahead and speak, you know, what's, what's your truth for you? And so, um, and, and I wanted to ask you, be, being a parent, um, being a wife, how did growing up um, in, uh, you know, this dynamic affect um, your personal relationships as far as when it comes to the break the 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 makeup of what marriage looks for like for you because I feel like as as women, you know, when we go through so much, uh, we we start having this idea, so to speak, of relationships and how relationships are supposed to go. So, do you think that relationships became challenging for you? And even you know your husband <laughs> getting to the point where you he become yes. your husband. <laughs> <laughs> He was saying yes, so resounding yes. <laughs> um, I, I honestly, I don't trust easily, and it was it's interesting. Mm-hmm. Like our courtship was was yeah. interesting because I just I don't trust easily, and he he really right. had to break down some barriers. And even in the early years of our of our marriage and our relationship, it was just like it was kind of like this. You know, I give a little, and I'm like, nope not going to do it so it really (laughs) took and we've been married for 11 years we've been married for 11 years and uh, I I, honestly within the past I should say probably the past three to four years have been the easier years because that trust level has built up Um, and he knew and I told him I said going into this I am not an easy person to be around I'm just going to let you know and he was up for the challenge Mm -hmm. and so 11 (laughs) years later and we have an amazing family so um, but when you look at your family dynamics, and that's the conversation mm-hmm. that some of my relatives, uh, my cousins and I have had before, is that, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. sometimes I think we get, we, we are so focused on not, on not having those bad type of relationships or the negative things right. that we see in our family right. that we focus so much on that negative negativity that we mm-hmm. don't really look at the positive things that we sh- that Absolutely. we should be embracing. Um, I think Absolutely. you definitely need to recognize the negative. You really need to recognize the negative. And I, I believe in generational curses. I believe that sometimes we repeat the behavior and the patterns that we see over and over again. Um, so that's why I believe in dating. I believe in, you know, making sure you know the family, <laughs> making sure you have the conversation <laughs> so that you can see, like, okay, let me go in there with my eyes wide mm-hmm. open mm-hmm. so I can mm-hmm. understand. Um, but then as you Absolutely. continue to grow together, to continue to have those conversations and to continue to grow together and just be really open. We do a lot of talking, and um, everyone in my household is very opinionated. <laughs> Everyone. And so I, I allow my children to express themselves though because I don't I don't believe that, you know, we don't just at eighteen all of a sudden develop a voice. You know, I think even as right. as even my six-year-old, and she's probably the most outspoken of everyone in this house, but I allow them to have those thoughts and conversations because I want them to see in our household in this safe space just how that family dynamic is supposed to work so that when Absolutely. they get out they can create it for themselves as well, and they can see, well, at least I had some type of foundation. Absolutely, absolutely. And if you guys are just joining us, uh, we are on with Michelle Garrett, you guys, and we um, are talking about her journey uh, to becoming a self-assured woman uh, as well as her contribution to a woman's journey to self-assurance, you guys. And so what we're going to do is we're going to take a little break. Uh, We're going to come back, and um, I see we have some questions. Uh, from some listeners uh, via Facebook, and I'm going to ask Michelle here on the show, and uh, we're going to find out um, the the whole process uh, for Michelle, what it was like um, pouring um, all of her self, uh, so to speak, into this book and sharing so much with the readers, and so we're going to talk about that and more, you guys, and don't forget, if you have a question or comment, feel free to call in. The number is 347 326 
888-646-9139 is the number, you guys. We'll be right back. Don't go anywhere. We'll be back with more right here on the Beautiful Butterfly Show. There is a musical revolution coming. A mixture of jazz, soul, and funk. Topped off with the lyrical precision of the spoken one, Mr. Arrestus a day. What's going on, everybody? This is your girl, Bianca Fly. If you're looking for an amazing show with fantastic guests from book authors, entrepreneurs, poets, music artists, and more, then I want to invite you to the Beautiful Butterfly Show. Coming to you live and direct each and every Tuesday and Thursday at 6.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time right here on your radio network. And welcome back, everyone, to the Beautiful Butterfly Show. I'm your host, Bianca Fly. And uh, tonight we are joined by special guest Michelle Garrett, you guys. And we're talking about um, her contribution to a woman's journey to self-assurance, um, you guys. And, uh, Michelle, we did have a question here. Let's see. Um, Sharon, um, out of Atlanta, uh, she wants to – she asks, um, having – Things transpire for yourself growing up, um, especially the negative aspects. Do you find yourself being more protective over your children? Um, which is a good question because a lot of times stuff that we've experienced growing up, you know, we, we definitely try to <laughs> keep our children from having experienced those same things. Um, do you have you found yourself being more uh, protective over your children? I am. I am very protective yeah. of them, and um, and not in that like overbearing type of way. Right. But I right. ask more I ask more questions, and I I explain more. I think I can, I come from a generation where you know my parents didn't explain anything. They just said the answer is no, or you don't do this, you don't go here. <laughs> right. And, that's it, that's it. and so I think I am. Uh, when I'm when I tell them no, or I say, well, you know, this is why we're not doing this. I explain it in a way that they'll understand, so that they won't feel as though I'm just being unreasonable, but mm-hmm. also so they can realize and make that connection for themselves as well. Um, and then I'm also, um, you know, I 
in high school I was molested, and I've talked about that in the past as well. And so I think mm-hmm. that keeps that causes me to ask more questions um, about just different scenarios. And I'm a little bit more in tune to their feelings, and if I see a shift and change in their demeanor and their attitude, I'm more apt mm-hmm. to ask more questions than I think. And I'm, I'm one of those parents that I'll just ask straight out, <laughs> you know, right. is, I'm touching you, you know, right. and, or has right. something happened. And um, I, I think it's a good thing. I think it's a good thing. You know, they Absolutely. have a lot of love, and they know that they can come and talk to me about anything. And I, I didn't have that growing up um, mm-hmm. just because I don't think my parents were comfortable with that type. They didn't, right. they didn't grow up having those types of conversations. Now, because they've raised three daughters, uh, they are able to have conversations about just about anything. Because my younger sisters, they they open the doors wide open for any conversation that you possibly have. Um, and then the grandchildren are totally different uh, beings. But I, I am very much so uh, protective of my children, and I am very in tune to their feelings. And I, I really rely on those uh, on my discernment. If, if something doesn't feel Absolutely. right, then I'm going to lean into that and, no, you can't go to this person's house or, you know, mm-hmm, no, mm-hmm. they can't come over or, you know, there's certain things that we're unable to do. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, let's see here. Daphne uh, from Florida, uh, this goes back to when we were talking about um, divas uh, with a purpose. Uh, she says, um, I so agree that oftentimes the, the term diva um, has a negative um, uh, terminology to go with it. Everyone thinks that when you're a diva, for some reason, uh, you're stuck up in on your high horse. Uh, why do you see the word diva um, has been misconstrued so much? I think a lot of it has to do just with society as a whole. Just you know, some of the mm-hmm. some of the different people that have taken hold of the word diva. I know there was like a there was some rap songs that had diva in it. And I mean, really, when you look at you know from the opera, that's really you know a lot of that came from the arts and the opera where you have that pop mm-hmm. singer mm-hmm. and she was she was a prima, you know she was considered a diva because you know she really didn't want to talk to anybody because she just was so good and so great. And I think that um, over time, society as a whole just kind of started latching on to that negative aspect of it. And mm-hmm. I don't like it. I didn't like it. And that's what kind of caused me to, to start my community and really embrace it. And it's funny because with my shirts, I have a shirt that's just, you know, that just says Viva on it. And it's so funny because I'll see people read it and they'll look at it and they're like, oh, you're a diva. And I'll say, yes, I am. <laughs> and just have this completely different conversation that they didn't anticipate having with me. And they're like, oh, I would have never put diva and you together. But now I've changed my thought process as to how I see that word. And I'm going to reclaim it as something that's a lot more positive and uplifting. And I just think the more we have those conversations and the more we kind of reclaim the word for ourselves, if you believe that you are, you know, uh, a driven, inspiring, victorious, and called to action, then you're a diva. And then my my daughter, she wanted a shirt for herself. And so my little divas, they're dynamic individuals with victorious attitudes. So it's really just how you speak it. Again, going back to the power of the words and the words that you're speaking over yourself and speaking over Absolutely. others. So when I call myself a diva or when I call her my little diva, that's what I'm saying. I'm speaking those positive, uplifting words uh, that are going to carry her throughout her life. Absolutely. And I'm going to have to get one of those little divas uh, T-shirts <laughs> for my little diva. I do. She is for. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's, that's when the little diva starts coming out. <laughs> yes, yeah, she'll be four on Christmas. And so she oh. thinks she's already four. Um, going on 14, I think it is. Mm-hmm. But, hey, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. And, uh, Michelle, when did you, for you, um, do you think that becoming a self-assured woman um, is something that we, uh, you know, that comes to us steadily over time? Or do you think, period, you know, throughout life, we're constantly becoming a self-assured woman. Oh, yes. 
definitely. I think as we go yeah. through life and we go through the different stages of life, we're going to come up against different situations and we're going to have, you know, the different shifts in emotions and the people that we're around and we'll right. find ourselves in different stages where we may have to adjust and kind of come back to being that self-assured woman. You know, when you have that center within you and that balance, you'll know who you are and you'll know whose you are. Uh, but there'll be mm-hmm. times when you'll find yourself a little uncomfortable and knocked off balance a little bit and you'll just have to kind of come back and be like, okay, I got this because I'm a self-assured woman. You know, I've been on this journey. I'm going to continue on this journey. And as I go along it, I'm going to connect with other people that are going to continue to pour into me and I'm going to pour into them. And we're just going to continue to build up our self-assurance along the way. Absolutely. Absolutely. Do you think um, with this book, uh, what was it or how did you go about deciding what you wanted to share, uh, because I know, uh, you know, usually, you know, with so many women, awesome women coming together and everybody sharing this story, what made you decide that you wanted to be so open and be so transparent about the things um, that you experienced throughout your life? I don't know. I'm still trying to figure it out. <laughs> Michelle's like, I'm still trying to figure that out. <laughs> but it's funny because... My background, I started off as a blogger. So Divas with a Purpose started off as a blog. So I'm used to sharing, and I'm used to really using my words and my stories to just connect with people. So that part wasn't as difficult for me. I think for me the difficult part was realizing, because once I just really just sat and started writing. Like once Tamika let us know, you know, here's the project, here's the theme, this is where I want you to just go with it however it comes to you. You know, mm-hmm, I, mm-hmm. I went in prayer and I just said, okay, you know, and the words, like I really, I think I was just driving down the street in the, the beginning parts of the words, just uh, the my chapter started coming to me. Um, and thank goodness the text to talk. So I was able to, you know, text it out so I didn't lose that train of thought. But for me, I think the biggest thing was knowing, okay, I'm going to be in this book. We're going to promote it, and I'm connected to family on Facebook, and they're going to know about it. And these are conversations that, and parts of me that I really have not shared mm-hmm. with my family. Uh, they mm-hmm. know, you know, they know that I have a website. They know that I talk and I speak and do those things, but I don't think they really look into it that deep. <laughs> or right. if they have, they have right. told me. So right. knowing that they would want to support me and um, read some of these parts of me that I necessarily haven't shared with them. That was, mm-hmm. I think, the biggest part of for me, and that's where that, of course, that woman's journey to self assurance came. Where you know I have to own my story, and that's a part of my story, and they're a part of my story because they're my family that loves me, um, and they supported me in so many ways. So absolutely, Thanksgiving and, and be of interesting. course. <laughs> and that's what I was going to say. Of course, it'll be, you know, it kind of puts you, you know, your nerves, makes your nerves uneasy because you're you're thinking of, or for you, did you think like, okay, well, how are people going to respond to this? Especially, I think, you know, when we share things that our family don't know, because it always gets to that part like, well, why didn't you tell me? You know, yeah. so, like, yeah. you know. <laughs> and I've I've had um, I've had that question come up with um, a few because I did send my story out to a few of my relatives mm-hmm. ahead of time. Just so I just said this, you know, this is what I'm putting out there. I want to let you know because I knew they were going to support me. I didn't want them to right. be, you right. know, completely blindsided or anything like that. And so um, that question came up um I think I had a cousin that asked me that question and you know what I just told her I said you weren't you were not the resource that I needed at that time of my journey you know Mm. you were going you know they may have been going through their own things at that time right um and you know it wasn't information that you needed to know right then and there I think right now I'm past Mm. it I'm over it I'm using it to really just empower myself and empower others so I'm okay talking about it you know, 15, yeah. 20 years ago, I wasn't okay talking about it. And you could, you probably right. would have done more harm than good, even though mm-hmm. you were trying to do it. Right, right. Because the thing is, like, I think, you know, when people initially hear things that we experience, um, a lot of people don't know how to respond. And so their first initial response may not be the greatest because right. they don't know, you know, how to respond to it. And so, you know, in, in, like you said, to keep from 
you know, getting in your feelings, so to speak, on how they're receiving it, you kind of just have to have an open mind. And like you said, you know, at that particular time, I just couldn't, I, I just couldn't pour into you. I just couldn't share with mm-hmm. you. And, and oftentimes, you know, we don't, and you, you said something very valuable that we don't realize that people may be going through their own thing. And so I think a lot of times, especially if people are going through their own thing, it's hard for them to pour positivity into someone else, you know, because mm-hmm. if we're going through our own thing, it's hard to, okay, I'm going to be here. I'm going to be supportive for someone else, uh, for some people. Um, but uh, with this book, I, I'm definitely um, am going to know uh, that people are going to be pleased um, with reading um, the works that you have poured into this. And so, Michelle, for you, what is your, what is Michelle's personal definition of, of what a self-assured woman is? She owns her truth, and she mm-hmm. walks in her purpose. Absolutely. I mean, it's, it's really that simple, um, you know, the yeah. self-assurance, just being confident, confident in who you are and whose you are. But I really think that if you are owning your truth and walking in your purpose, then you are definitely a self-assured woman. Absolutely. Absolutely. With this, um, of course, um, your contribution to A Woman's Journey to Self-Assurance, which is out now, people, uh, so you guys can go and you can purchase it. Hey, Christmas time is coming up. Uh, Why not purchase a couple copies uh, for some awesome women um, in your family um, as well? And so uh, for you, you uh, contributed to this book. So what are in the works for you? Uh, for the rest of 2017, and, and what do you hope to kick off in 2018? Really, for the, I'm on my down. It's so funny because I am at that point now, and I'm I'm thankful for where I'm at in my business. Where after Thanksgiving, I'm really on a downslide. <laughs> cruise am, control. Uh, yes, I am on cruise control. I love I it. Am enjoying yeah. family time. Uh, Absolutely. And I have already laid out my goals. For 2018, I have an amazing tribe of uh, women that help hold me accountable. So really focusing on 2018 and continuing to walk on my purpose. I have some uh, great things planned for Divas with a Purpose for Community. Uh, I've got a live event that will be coming up at the latter part of the year, and we're going to be doing more uh, connecting on social media and just really building up that community and getting back to – Embracing our divitude is what we like to say, and just kicking off Absolutely. 2018 with some goals and action items and just continuing to be divas and self-assured women at the same time. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. Michelle, what do you want? Uh, I feel like every day um, we strive to leave footprints, uh, whether that's for our children, our grandchildren, or, heck, even for ourselves. What do you want? Or, or what are you striving for your own personal legacy to be? I think for me, I want my personal legacy to be that she was someone that really owned her greatness. And I know that mm-hmm. sounds really, that sounds kind of selfish, but I think in owning my greatness, I'm empowering other people to own their greatness as well. Because right, so often right. as women, we, we kind of downplay who we are and Very true. we are afraid to let others know, like, I, I can do this thing really, really good and I'm great <laughs> at doing these things and right. we're so focused on shining a light on other people. So I want to be able to say that, you know, I want people to be able to say that she shined a light on herself, but that light was bright enough that it was able to shine on others and impact their walk and their journey as well. Absolutely. Absolutely. I think that oftentimes, and like you said, when we're operating um, in our greatness, because I feel like sometimes if we're not um, operating in our full capacity, it's kind of hard for us to help <laughs> help others, uh-huh. you know, help others to be able to function. Um, and so also, uh, what do you see um, divas with a purpose go? What do you want to see it blossom, grow into? You know, it's, it's taken on kind of a shift and change of its own. As my daughter mm-hmm. gets older, I want to include her in more of it. Um, when I started the community, okay. I was a boy mom. I was a boy mom, so I just had my two boys. And so <laughs> now that I have her 
it's really kind of changing um, a little bit okay. where I'm still empowering women and we're still focused on ourselves as well. But as I see the younger, younger divas coming up, uh, being able to make a difference in their lives. So a lot of those, you know, uncomfortable moments that we've had and, these, you know, this journey that we've been on, being able to make a difference in their lives so that they can be those dynamic individuals with victorious attitudes and we're, we're uplifting them and encourage them, encouraging them along the journey as well. So I see more uh, events and things that include her because she's very interested in my business. She's, she's been a part of it from the, you know, since she's been born. So she's seen the things that I've been doing and she likes to take part in it. So we do videos together. Uh, she likes to, teach, as she likes to say, uh, as much as a six-year-old can teach. <laughs> but it's shifting and changing as she comes along on the journey with me because at some point right. in time, you know, this is a legacy that I'm creating that she could at some point in time take over and make it her own as well. Absolutely. Absolutely, you guys. And so, uh, you guys, we are on uh, with Michelle Garrett, you guys. She is uh, the founder of Divas with a Purpose, but she is also a contributing author um, to A Woman's Journey to Self-Assurance, you guys. And so what we're going to do is we're going to take a quick break, um, but we're going to come back and uh, we're going to allow um, Michelle to share you guys with her information, website, all of those things so that you can connect with her. And we're going to tell you where you can purchase uh, this awesome book as well. And so I know we have a lot of folks on the phone lines listening. We definitely appreciate you. Um, But if you have a question or a comment uh, for Michelle, uh, you can go ahead and press 1 if you're on the line. Or you guys still got time to call in. Uh, The number is 347-326-9139, you guys. And so what we're going to do is we're going to take a quick break. We're going to come back with more Michelle Garrett, you guys, right here on the Beautiful Butterfly Show.
And welcome back, everyone, to the Beautiful Butterfly Show. I'm your host, Bianca Fly, and that song is entitled Favorite, you guys, by Marika Chisholm, you guys. Uh, make sure you go and connect with her on Facebook as well um, as Twitter at uh, Marika Sings. Um, you guys, Marika Chisholm, you guys, from Atlanta, Georgia. Uh, so big shout out to Marika Chisholm um, in Atlanta, Georgia, you guys. And we are on with Michelle Garrett, you guys. Uh, she is the co-author of A Woman's Journey to Self-Assurance, um, as well the founder of Divas with a Purpose. And so, Michelle, for the folks out here, tell them how they can go about uh, connecting with you for its website and social media information. Definitely, they can connect with me on my website, michellegarrett.com. My middle initial is D as in David, and that will give them links to every place that I'm at on the Internet, and then they can find me at Michelle D. Garrett on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, Periscope. I love Periscope. Uh, and <laughs> I absolutely love Periscope. And, yeah, all of those platforms, just about anywhere, username Michelle D. Garrett, they'll be able to find me. And I love like I said, I'm passionate about social media and connecting with people on social media, so I would definitely love to connect with them and just they can see the craziness and loveliness that is my life. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. And, and I'm going to tell you, Periscope, you know, um, I was a Periscope addict. I mean, I stayed on there nonstop because there's just so <laughs> many amazing people, you know, continuously throughout the day. And so I said, you know what, I'm going to uninstall this so I can be productive <laughs> with my day. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I, I think I'm going to reinstall it because I have some, some new people such as yourself uh, that I definitely would love to follow um, and, and, and hear what you guys have to say. Uh, but it is an awesome tool. So uh, if you guys have the time, I'm telling you now, it's addictive, um, yeah. but it is an awesome <laughs> platform. <laughs> and so, um, Michelle, do you have any um, hopes of writing maybe your own book or co-authoring on any other um, books in the future? I think – I, I'm definitely open to co-authoring on other books. Okay. Um, I have something that, that's in my heart. It's just not time. So I really believe that okay. when the time is right, the, the the words will come and I'll be able Absolutely. to get it out. But um, I do see eventually I'll have something of my own. But for now, I really enjoy working and collaborating with other women uh, and uh, doing an anthology. This is my first official anthology that I've participated in, so I'm very excited to um, kick this journey off with Samika and the women of the South Assured uh, Women Community. Absolutely, absolutely. And I definitely just want to thank you so much for coming on here and taking the time uh, to share with us this evening, um, to share your life with us, um, your goal, your journey. Uh, to becoming um, a self-assured woman. And uh, we hope you all come back and visit and talk with me again soon. Definitely. Thank you so much for having me on. I have just loved listening to the interviews that you've had with all of the co-authors. And so I just I thank you for opening up your platform to each of us. We truly, truly appreciate you. Oh, thank you, thank you, thank you. I definitely appreciate it and appreciate um, you guys as well. And uh, make sure you guys um, go and purchase A Woman's Journey um, to Self-Assurance. Uh, Michelle, you want to tell the folks where they can go to purchase the book? They can. Um, if they Actually, if they go to my website, michelledgarrett.com, there's a link there as well. Um, and then if they go to bit.ly backslash Michelle's Journey, they can get it as well. Absolutely. Incredible, you guys. So make sure you go and support. Uh, make sure you give uh, her some feedback. Authors love to uh, get some yeah. feedbacks on their work as well. And uh, Michelle, it's definitely been a pleasure uh, having you on the show this evening. And I'm looking forward to more from you um, in, in 2018 and, and seeing you. what's in store for you and the divas yes, <laughs> as yes, well. Thank you. <laughs> Absolutely. And so uh, with that said, I hope you have a great rest of your evening. I'll be talking with you again soon. Thank you. You do the same. Thank you, Bobby. All right. Bye-bye. All right, you guys. That was Michelle Garrett, you guys. Uh, she is uh, co-author of A Woman's Journey to Self-Assurance. Make sure you go and purchase it. Like I said, Christmas time is coming up. 
uh, make yourself available uh, to go and purchase those and maybe a few copies for a few girlfriends as well, you guys. And so with that said, you guys, we're going to get ready to get out of here. Um, I appreciate each and every one of you guys on the phone lines listening to guys who are listening uh, via computer, car, um, all those great things. We definitely appreciate you taking the time to support the Beautiful Butterfly Show and all of the things that we have going on over here. And so with that said, so we're going to get ready to get out of here. And uh, coming up, um, actually on Thursday, uh, we have another dynamic woman coming to you guys. Uh, we got Takima House. Uh, she is going to be joining us uh, this Thursday at 6.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Uh, she is also a co-author on this A Woman's Journey to Self-Assurance, and uh, she's going to uh, talk to you guys um, about her journey, um, about her business, and all of those great things. So it's going to be another spectacular show um, coming up this Thursday at 6.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time right here on the Beautiful Butterfly Show. And so with that said, you guys, we are going to get ready to get out of here. Um, I hope you guys have a fantastic uh, rest of your evening, and uh, we'll talk to you soon. The Beautiful Butterfly Show would like to thank you for tuning in. Please be sure to follow us on Instagram. That's at Instagram.com forward slash The Beautiful Butterfly Show. Also on Facebook.com forward slash The Beautiful Butterfly Show. And last but certainly not least, you can also catch up with us on Twitter. That's at Twitter.com forward slash The Beautiful Butterfly Show. And thank you once again for tuning in on behalf of the Vibration Radio Network. Day 
day's work. Same tune, same dance, every night. When it looks through.